Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. There's a number of passages, sentences, statements in Scripture that are really quite astonishing and quite startling if we stop to really hear what's being said. We have a tendency sometimes just to kind of pass over them. We've perhaps heard them so many times before, or maybe we're a little distracted, which which happens to all of us. But there's a a line in that second reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans that is astonishing and startling, and at first doesn't make any sense at all. St. Paul said, not only that, but we even boast of our afflictions. We boast of our afflictions. How in the world does that make any sense? Another translation says that we rejoice in our sufferings. How are our sufferings a cause of rejoicing? How are our afflictions something that we're called to boast of? From a perspective of reason, of just human common sense and knowledge, it just does not make any sense. And that's kind of the tendency that we have in how we approach our sufferings. You know, maybe some of you are very far advanced in the faith and you don't kind of complain and grumble and wish things were different and try to avoid suffering, try to fix it, try to get out of it. But... That's how most of us tend to respond to suffering. We, we don't see it as something good. We see it as something evil that we try to avoid and that we try to get rid of. And in a certain sense, it is evil, right? Suffering it doesn't come from God. It comes from sin and from the fall. But St. Paul and, and all of the saints have been able to rejoice and boast in the midst of those afflictions and sufferings. And the key is what St. Paul goes on to say, right? That affliction produces endurance, endurance, proven character, proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Love is what makes sense of this seeming paradox and contradiction that we can boast of our afflictions, that we can rejoice in our sufferings. The only thing that makes that possible is love. And not just a human love, but a divine love, an infinite love. And that's the love that we celebrate on this Trinity Sunday. That's the love that God has shared with us through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The Holy Spirit that is the very love of God, the love between the Father and the Son, the bond of love that unites the Blessed Trinity in infinite, perfect, divine, eternal love has been shared with us. If only we were to truly comprehend the magnitude of that reality, it would change everything and it would enable us in the midst of life's sufferings and afflictions to rejoice. Because there's a, an interesting kind of relationship between suffering 
and love. Love is really the only thing that makes suffering bearable and that can motivate us to actually take on and endure suffering. This is something parents know very well in their their willingness to suffer for their children, but spouses, friends, uh, soldiers that are willing to suffer enormously out of love for their countrymen. Because there's a certain correlation. Because the degree to which we are willing to suffer for someone corresponds to the degree to which we love them. And our willingness to suffer for them can actually lead us deeper in our love for them. We're not that willing to suffer for strangers. You know, maybe out of our Christian charity, we might be willing to endure some hardship to help a stranger. But we're more willing to suffer for those that we love. And so as the love of God this infinite divine love is poured into our hearts, then we are more willing and able to bear the sufferings of life and in them to find joy. Not in the suffering itself, but in the love that motivates us to be willing to suffer and in the love that we experience as we truly, sincerely unite our sufferings with those of Christ. Because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to help us do. Jesus in the Gospels, he spoke about the, the Holy Spirit. He referred to him as the spirit of truth. Right? That would take from what is Jesus's and give it to us. That he would glorify Jesus. Right? The Holy Spirit can enable us to be united with Christ on the cross in our own sufferings. And in that love, that union, to experience joy. Because it it brings us more deeply into what we were created for, what our eternal destiny is, that God has created us to share in the perfect communion and love of the Trinity, an infinite love, a divine love, a love that is willing to give everything and receive everything in return, a love that leads to a joy beyond anything this world can offer us. And so that's what we celebrate today, this mystery of the most holy Trinity, the central truth of our entire faith, that everything comes from and leads back to this mystery of love that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that that love has been poured into our hearts so that we could experience that love, so that we could live in that love, so that that love could give us a strength and a resolve and a generosity and a courage and a joy that can only come from love. And hopefully we all experience that just in our own human relationships. Now, they're all flawed, they're all imperfect, they're all broken, there's good times and bad times. But love brings with it a fulfillment and a joy that nothing else can. And the divine love that God wants to share with us is literally what will provide us with an eternal, infinite joy and communion. But I think most of us are struggling here in this life to to really grasp and understand and experience this love. So so what do do we need to do to more deeply know with certainty the love of God that has been poured out into our hearts? Well, my friends, we have to be all in. Our faith cannot be something that we just kind of go through the motions 
It's maybe kind of just superficial. It's, it's one aspect of our life among all of the other aspects of our life. It's something we devote a little bit of time to on Sunday, but the rest of the week, maybe it's not really at the forefront of our, of our mind. If that's how we're living our faith, we're never going to experience the love that God wants us to experience in this life. Because we have to be all in. Our faith, our relationship with God has to be the number one priority in our life. It has to come before everything else. It has to be the center of every day of our lives. We have to be all in. We have to be invested and committed to truly striving right, to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to give ourselves to prayer, to spend time with God, to strive to grow in virtue, right, to keep his commandments, to receive the sacraments with fervor, with regularity, not just the Eucharist, but also confession. These are the things that we have to do to participate, to respond to God's invitation. And the more we respond, the more we give ourselves to him right, in concrete, daily, practical ways, the more we will experience little by little, day by day, an increase in our hearts and our souls of the love of God that has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Okay.